Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Alex Barsinkins. Who enjoyed that Kanye video? I feel like I should have uh, worn some Yeezys today. The millennials get on talking about. Kanye has a line, line of uh, shoes. Uh, that, that you can get uh, prior, prior to all this stuff, the Jesus is King stuff. And, um, you know, while in the Philippines, I probably should have got, got some knockoff pairs. Hey? <laughs> they're pretty, they're very expensive. But this morning, we're going to talk on the prophetic. Um, we're going to prophesy, that's with an S, not a C. We're going to prophesy the, the verb, the doing, the, the acting part of the word later on this morning, especially for those who haven't prophesied in a while especially for those who have never prophesied before. Because I understand that in the church, the prophetic can sometimes be a little bit risky. In fact, some churches don't even go there, don't even talk about it, don't even want to think about it. Because perhaps in the past, some have, may have been burnt, have been abused through the prophetic gifts. And so when they see someone prophesying, they immediately turn away and, and not want to be part of the meeting at all. But who knows... That the Bible actually says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 to 21. So even if you're not walking in the prophetic gift, the Bible says this. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Do not despise prophecies. So even if you're not prophesying, even if uh, you, you may have uh, had bad experience, can I encourage you, this is going to be a, a safe place. This, in fact, this house is a safe house this morning. We watch God over the prophetic words that are said. We test all things. We uh, hold people to account for the words said. And we, we want to cultivate this culture of the prophetic. What I love about this place is when I first started to come here with Jess a few years back, just meeting random people in the foyer as I chased my little son out during the meeting, this lady with her own little kid, didn't know me from Bar of Soap, just started to prophesy and just read my dial, everything that I'd, I'd kept in my heart in terms of what God was speaking to me. She was calling it out, calling out that goal. And, and I, I felt so encouraged to, to take action on, on those things that God had laid on my heart. And other times after meetings, other leaders would, would pull me aside and say, hey, I, I think this guy's got a prophetic word for you. And he's like, oh, thanks for putting me on the spot. But nevertheless, he, he prophesies. And again, it's right on the mark. So we are a house that believes in the presence of God and the power of God. And the prophetic is an expression of that as well. Can I get an amen? amen. Who loves the prophetic? Oh, wow. There's, there's a good number of you. That's good. It's the right message this morning then. Let's turn to 1 first, first Corinthians 14, 1 to 5. First, first keep saying first. First Corinthians 1 to 5. Yeah, that's right. First Corinthians 14, 1 to 5. If you're there, say I'm there. Of course you are. It's on the screen behind me, isn't it? Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Everyone say prophesy. For, you, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies, everyone say prophesy, 
speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who says, but he who prophesies, everyone say prophesy, edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. This morning I want to touch on the what, the why, the how of the prophetic. I understand that there's people in this room that have got many, many years of prophesying, of walking in this gift. And I understand there's people on the other side of the spectrum where perhaps you've never activated this part of your walk and faith in God yet. So I want to try and cater for, for you all. Let's start with the basics. What is the prophetic gift? What is a prophetic word? What are prophecies? What do they all mean? Essentially, it's words straight from the Father's heart spoken through our mouths. It's a foretelling of one's future, but done so in an encouraging way. And primarily, the function of the prophetic is to edify, it's to encourage, it's to exhort the church, like the Bible says there in verse 4, and to bring encouragement and comfort to men. This past Friday that had just gone, I was uh, in the office on my own, just making my morning magic latte. Nothing occult about that, by the way. It's, they call it a magic latte because it's a double ristretto with three-quarter milk. So it's a perfect blend of coffee and milk. No black magic there, all right? Some people with the hear magic, go, ooh, hey, what's that guy about? I was making my magic latte, and this lady walks through the door I've never met before, never seen before in my life, and she goes, oh, I think I'm meant to be uh, meeting Pastor Chelsea. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. She's on a prayer sabbatical right now, and she's coming back uh, in January, uh, apart from speaking at an awesome conference next week. So she goes, oh, I think I've heard wrong. I think um, I'm not meant to be here. I'm not sure what's going on. So take a seat. I'll, I'll make you a latte. And uh, I sat her down, and I said, well, I'm here. I can pray for you. And I, I sense God wanted me to prophesy. I, I, I didn't look at it as a distraction to, to my sermon preparation. In fact, I, I felt God say, this is your sermon preparation. <laughs> so as, as I prayed over her, she was so gracious to let me pray over her. Her brother actually goes to this church and, and, and visits quite often. Um, she started to just, just weep as I was prophesying. And I had this image. I won't go into details, but I had this image, and I thought it can go either way. But like the Bible instructs me to, I'm meant to exhort, I'm meant to encourage and comfort her because this image seemed a little bit full on. So I'm not going to go for the, the thing that actually looks quite destructive, but call out, I ask God, what, what does it mean? Because it seems pretty full on. But I went for the other side, and as I said those words, she started to tear up. Snot came down, had to give her tissues. And she was just blown away that God would understand through a man she's never met before, her current condition, where she's at, where she's come from, where she's going. This is the impacts and the gifts of the prophetic, that God would use us, everyday normal people, to be a vessel to speak His heart, to bring comfort, to bring encouragement and exhortation. And in some cases... 
the prophetic is used to issue warning to God's people. In the book of Acts 21.4, it says that there were a bunch of local believers who prophesied in the Holy Spirit, it says that, not in the flesh, in the Holy Spirit, to Paul to not go to Jerusalem. So if you feel led from God to issue a prophetic warning, you better be 100% sure it's from the Holy Spirit, not from your emotions, not from your place of hurt, brokenness, manipulation. But it came from the Holy Spirit. And I remember I was tasked by God to give a prophetic warning to this leader who I've known from an associate church, well-respected in youth ministry, been doing that area of ministry for a while. Yet she was engaged to a non-believer. And I thought, God, I've just taken on this gift of the prophetic, and you want me to share this? To someone who's like way above me, been doing this for much longer. And he said, yes, son. <laughs> so I called for the meeting. As, as I thought she wouldn't receive me at all as well. Uh, I, I wasn't just uh, learning this gift, but what made it a little bit awkward as well was I'd broken up with her best friend because I was in that season where I just really wanted to consecrate my life and just, get, just pursue the call of God in my life. So we called for a meeting, got her, my ex, my friend. It was all amicable. We're all good. And I just had to say what God put on my heart to say to her, that although you're engaged, your wedding day is three months away, God's saying, this is not the man for you. You've uh, tried it for 11 years. He hasn't come to God. But this is not the end. That's what I love about the, the prophetic. You don't just leave it in, in absolute disarray, but you call out the future, the hope. But if you are obedient, God will bring forth a godly man, a righteous man. So a few months later, before the wedding, she broke it off. I didn't think she'd go ahead, but she, she did, praise God. Years down the track, she's married to a righteous man, a godly man. They've got two beautiful children, all serving the Lord in church. Because who knows, the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked with non-believers. So that was, that was a tough word for me. But I felt good at the end of that, especially looking back now. But often, more often than not, the primary function of the prophetic is to encourage, it's to exhort, it's to comfort. Prophecies may also bring conviction to unbelievers who happen to be visiting the gathering of God's people in verse 24 to 25 of that same passage of scriptures, it says, The secrets of their hearts are laid bare as they hear the prophetic words being read aloud, and that they will fall to their knees and declare that there truly is a God among you. I remember as a, as a young man of God, I, I, I invited my Buddhist friend to a, a youth ministry meeting that I got saved in. And in fact, we used to meet at the Mahogany Center where this church used to meet. So this was over 10 years ago. I brought my friend. We were sitting in the back corner where Cameron is. And, and I, I didn't really think much of the meeting, what was going to happen. I wasn't sure. But there was a prophet in his 80s. And he, he was just sharp. I can just tell. He was just calling four things and he was just sharp. And then he sees us in the back corner. He calls up my friend. I go, oh, this is cool. He's going, to, he's going to get rocked. He stands at the front. He's never met my friend before. And my friend dresses as if he's a gangster, but he's far from a gangster. 
And he says, you have a hard exterior, but you have a soft heart. And you don't need to try and pretend to be anyone else, but who God has created you to be. In fact, God loves you so much the way you are, you don't even need to try and pretend that you're all this thing. Continue being who you are and who he has made you to be. It wasn't long after that that he actually got saved, that the prophetic gifts can actually draw lost people to him. And I thought, that's really cool. I was sitting next to my friend, and the next thing, he calls me up. Okay, cool. That's, that's my turn. Let's see what's going to happen here. And I hadn't told any person yet. These dreams, these d- desires, these ideas that I had, because I thought they're silly, they're stupid. People are going to think I'm silly and stupid. And the prophet says to me, young man, God's giving you ideas and dreams, and people are going to think it's silly and stupid, but you're going to need to do it anyway. <laughs> I worked on it a little bit. I haven't done it fully yet. It's been 14 years, but, you know, David took 14 years to get to the throne after that prophetic word as well, so that's my uh, little concession there. In due time, you shall know. (laughs) But the prophetic can be used as a great witnessing tool. You know, one time during outreach or after outreach, we were debriefing at Macca's, getting our Sundays on and our large fries and Sometimes dipping it together, it's a good combination. Then we see this guy come through the doors in his heavy metal satanic singlet. And I look to uh, Proven. Are you here, Proven? Yeah, Andrew Proven. You remember this story. And we just looked at each other and went, yep, yep, yep. So we, we approached the guy who's waiting in queue for his food. And we just got to uh, know the guy. We were friendly towards him. And, and then Andrew, sometimes it's, uh, it's a risk risky uh, thing in the prophetic. He goes, you, you suffer from depression, don't you? He didn't really show signs of it at all. And God goes, yeah. You got to know 100% that you're hearing from God if you're going to say things like that, right? And the, the, the setting's got to be appropriate. And, uh, but thank God, Andrew, that, that you stepped out in obedience and called that out. And the gentleman let us pray for him. And as we were praying for him, it was just swaying back and forth. And he, was just, he just looked like he was, uh, just something was coming out of him. And we, we called upon the spirit of heaviness to come out, spirit of peace to come in. And afterwards, we asked him, how, how do you feel? Because I, I just feel so light. I just feel so different, like something's come off me. But this is the power of the prophetic. Yeah. Who knows when Jesus witnessed to the woman at the well that she realized this is the Messiah before me because he just read my book. He didn't know that I had five husbands before the guy and I'm living with now. And, and that caused a revival in Samaria, that she would go back, leave what she came to do to get some water. She didn't even pick up the water anymore. She's so excited to have met the one that she went back to her hometown and told him, come meet Jesus. And he promises to give you living water so you shall never thirst again. So prophecies are the words of the Father. And why do we prophesy? What's the basis of why we do these things? It's from a place of love. It says in 1 Corinthians 13 and 2, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries 
and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. I am nothing. You know, I, I would rather be known for loving well rather than prophesying well but loving poorly. We've got to be mindful of how we treat others. Treat others above us, alongside us, under us, on or up, on or around, on or down, everywhere we go. Because how, how poor would it be to be said of you or me that, yeah, that guy, he, he can prophesy, he can speak in tongues, but just treats people like rubbish. We want to do things out of love. Otherwise, like the verse before what I just read, it says we sound like clanging cymbals. We're just a bunch of noise. You know, you've heard that saying before, people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. So let's love well, let's prophesy well. And how do you receive the prophetic gift? How do you receive the prophetic gift? Desire. 1 Corinthians 12.31 says, But earnestly desire the best gifts. In 1 Corinthians 14.39-40, it says, Therefore, brethren, brothers and sisters, desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. Your desire, your hunger to want to prophesy is what will unlock this gift in your life. I remember I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. About 12 months in my walk with God, I started to speak in tongues. Then I came across scriptures about prophecy and her teaching on it. I thought, God, I sense that you want me to prophesy. In fact, the Bible says he wish, Paul wishes that we would all prophesy. Turn to your neighbor and say, your role. Say, I'm all. If you're learning English as a language, don't use that example. That's terrible grammar. But he wishes that you would all prophesy. So I start to have this hunger, this desire to just want to be used of God, to encourage those who, who are lost, those who are needing God's love. And I remember receiving prayer and just testing out the, these, uh, these gifts. And sometimes I get it right, sometimes I, I get it wrong. And not long ago, I was on the way to a, a wedding in Bendigo. In fact, to be precise, in a suburb next to it called Eagle Hawk. It's about a three-hour drive away from here. And the guy that was in the car with me, both our wives were part of the bridal party. He was driving. He was part of the, uh, my old church, and he was... A new uh, Christian, newish, she was uh, assisting a home group discipleship. And I, I asked him, Do you uh, prophesy? Are you baptized in the Holy Ghost? He says, Yeah, yeah, I speak in tongues, but do you prophesy? He goes, No. I asked him, Would you like to prophesy? I could see the hunger in him. He goes, Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. And, you know, the, the Bible talks about, um, you know, prophets being able to, to, to see and, and understand the things of God, the mysteries of God. And th there's been some correlation lately from prophetic movements. And I, I got onto this as well, that the symbol of an eagle is likened to a prophet because they can see in a far distance. Naturally, they fly in high heights. You know, they, they're close with, with their, their maker. So I kind of like that analogy. And as I was praying for my friend... 
As I opened my eyes, we both saw an eagle fly two meters above his car, go from the left to the right. I thought, wow, what a sign. What a sign that was. And, and uh, he, he was so hungry. I, I was just so thankful to God that he gave an accompanying sign. Because who knows, it says this in the book of Acts, verse 2, 17 to 19. Acts, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, 2, 17 to 19. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Everyone say prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, on my maidservants and manservants. Other versions say on men and women alike. So this is not a gift that's exclusive to dudes or dudettes. It's both men and women alike. And they will prophesy. Everyone say prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire. Everyone say fire. fire. That's for you, Justin. <laughs> I've lost my chance. And clouds of smoke. They'll be, they'll be, he will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below as we prophesy that eagle came down. I remember we just come back from um, our missions trip to Davao on the first Sunday that we were there. You know, I, I love the church family that we work there, Living Streams family. And they such, had such a beautiful heart towards God, towards others, so honoring, so loving. But the building they were meeting in were, was this old dilapidated building. The toilet doesn't even flush. Some interns live there. I don't know how they keep the toilet so clean. They must have other methods. And I just felt led to bring Pastor Melky up to the stage. I thought his, at that point his real name was Melky. Later I found out it's short for McKizzledeck. What a boss name for a pastor. Pastor McKizzledeck and his wife, Pastor Agnes. And as we started to prophesy a new building, the ground started to shake. And I didn't realize that until afterwards that the, some of the church members saw it happening. And we saw it. And Mark preached as well. And the ground started to shake. We asked him afterwards, does, it, does this area have much earthquakes? And no, it's been a while since we've had earthquakes. And by the way, since we've left, we've had three major earthquakes and typhoons. And we, we, we just sense God is stirring up that area for revival. But the Lord said, I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. So as we prophesy, know that you're speaking on behalf of the Father's heart. Know that you're speaking out of love out of encouragement, out of calling out the best in others. And in, in warning others, it's doing so with a spirit of love. Not judgment and hate, but in the spirit of, hey brother, hey sister, this is the right path for you. So we're going we're gonna to open up the altar very soon. For anyone who hasn't prophesied before that has this, has this desire. You know, Paul said to Timothy, Fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on my hands. You receive the gift of God through the laying on of hands, through the prayers of your leaders. And so that's how I receive my prophetic gift. That's how I believe you'll receive your prophetic gift.
But for some of us in this room, I sense it's been a while since you've prophesied. It might have been a bad experience that's turned you off. You might have uh, missed the mark, not said the right thing. But Paul says, I wish that you would all prophesy. It's such an effective tool to bring the lost to him, to encourage the church, to call forth the great things that God wants to do on this earth, to declare the truths of heaven. So if you haven't prophesied in a while, God wants to reactivate that in your life. And this is going to be a safe place here. We're going to have the prayer ministry team. So as, as Jordan comes up for the, to the keys as well, why don't we just take a moment to just set our hearts towards God and ask God, do you want me to prophesy? I may have been hurt before, I may have been uh, burnt by this type of gift before, but God, if you want me here, I'll do it. Let me read this to you. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 10 in the NLT, New Living Translation. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Do you know what? that's why we have spiritual gifts? So we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give, to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. Say prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown language, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. Fundamentally, it all comes from the same Holy Spirit. All these gifts. Your ability to prophesy is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Someone else may have the gift to heal, to perform powerful miracles, but it's the same Holy Spirit that gives you the gift to prophesy. And Paul says, I wish that you would all prophesy. Not just the person next to you or behind you, but including you. All. I wish that you would all prophesy. So that you can help one another. So that you can bring someone who is lost to Him. So if you feel that you want to activate this part of your faith, that you want to prophesy... Why don't you come meet us at the front? If you feel you haven't done this in a while, it's been a long time since you prophesied, for whatever reason, bad experience, or maybe you just haven't fanned that flame, come meet us at the front too. We'd love to uh, pray with you and activate this, this gift in you and do a little bit of a training. Our prayer team will meet you at the front. And I never want to close a meeting without giving people the opportunity to know their God. He may not be your God yet. But if I can ask you an honest question which was asked of me, which I had to consider. If you were to die tonight and stand before God, how confident are you that you will be in eternity in heaven with Him? I grew up a Catholic boy, and I, I thought I was sorted. But I, I realized soon as that question was, was asked, 
I wasn't sorted at all. I had little confidence. Or any speck of doubt that you have, God doesn't want you to have that doubt. He wants you to have full confidence knowing that you are saved, that you are going to be with Him forever. But this thing that we're doing isn't just a ticket to heaven. It's life here on earth. It's recognizing that you've made some mistakes. You've lived a life of sin and you need forgiveness. Because God's standards is that He can only let you in heaven if your sins are forgiven. But no good work that you can do on your own will enter will give you an entry into heaven. The Bible says all acts of righteousness are like filthy rags in His sight. But it's through the forgiveness done on the cross for your sins and my sins that God would send His one and only begotten Son to die in our place, the perfect sacrifice. So with every eye closed and head bowed, can I just ask in in this moment, are you right with God? If you were to pass away tonight, if there's any doubt in you about where you will spend eternity, God doesn't want you to have any doubts right now. He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to set you free of those things that are controlling you, bringing you down. I sense that God wants to lift depression, that wants to lift anxiety. But it starts by receiving His Son. There's former drug addicts in this room that have been set free by the power of God. I sense that there's people facing addictions and you've tried everything else. But God is saying, try me. Jesus said, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I came to give you life and life more abundantly. So that speaks to you right now without anyone looking around. Can I get you to raise your hand? For anyone that wants to come back to God. Yeah, praise you, brother. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. For anyone that responded to getting right with God, can I ask you to meet our prayer team on that side of the stage? Just over there in that corner, we'll, we'll love to uh, chat and pray with you. And Tony's got a word for us as well. We thank you for the spirit of prophecy, Father. We thank you so much. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, the first thing I want to share with you is it's it's uh, not so much a prophecy, but a word of knowledge. And uh, I, I was getting a few downloaded. And uh, one of them is uh, your destination home. Uh, the Mulgrave Freeway came uh, into my spirit as Alex was talking about uh, warnings. Uh, and it came as a warning to avoid the Mulgrave Freeway. So... Um, history will prove it Um, if you're going up that way going home that way or for whatever reason you're going uh, seek an alternative route you've got another word of knowledge and that was uh, for somebody here who uses this terminology 
at the end of the day. It's, it's, a, it's a phrase, a terminology you've got to get rid of because it's hindering you. It's become an obstacle for you. It's stopping you from moving in the presence and the power of the Almighty God. At the end of the day, stop using it. And in the first service, I got a word downloaded about uh, there were two little boys. Um, they were friends. And um, they went in another country. They were holding hands. But they parted ways. And then they've met again here in Australia. And one was an artist. And there were two people that actually came up, but that total prophecy wasn't accurate. So as Alex said, you know, that uh, you were testing stuff and because uh, you're not always 100% sure. But uh, I believe that uh, part of that, that word of knowledge uh, about the two boys holding hands in another country wasn't accurate for those two people, but the rest of it was. But I, I still believe that there are two people here that uh, two two men now that were that were little boys and they were in another country and uh, they parted ways and they're back in Australia and they've met up again. Now the reason why God's sharing that with you, the reason why God shares that detail with you, just like the woman at the well, just to change your life. He wants you to know that. He cares about you. He wants you to know that He loves you. He knows every detail of your life. Even before the foundations of the world, He knew about you and what you're going to be like. It's no big deal for Him, but so He shares it with you so that you will come closer to Him. Because He knows about every intimate detail of your life. And the spirit of prophecy does that to you. Even Saul fell under the spirit of prophecy in the company of the prophets. And there's many prophetic giftings here today. Alex is very powerful in the gift of the prophetic. So right now we're going to pray over you. The prayer team's going to come around and pray over you. God, we just um, impart the prophetic gifts on our brothers and sisters right now, God. We know you respond to hunger and desire. You said in your word to earnestly desire these gifts, to prophesy. So we thank you, Jesus, for these hungry hearts to want to fan the flame of the gift of God that's in them which they receive through the laying of their hands. We thank you, Jesus, as they receive this gift of the prophetic to prophesy that they will see many, many people encouraged and come to the Lord. We'll see the church edified and encouraged. We thank you, Jesus, that you're sending them out as harvesters 
in the harvest field, equipped with this powerful tool, like you demonstrated, Jesus, to the woman at the well, that they will prophesy, that they will speak the realities of their current world, but bring hope and power and a dimension of heaven that they've never experienced before through the prophetic God. We thank you, Jesus. We impart the gift of, the prof- of prophecies into our brothers and sisters right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.